taking a trip uh, with an organization called YouthWorks um, to various parts of the United States. We've been up in Maine. We've been down to North Carolina, to Chattanooga. We've been over to, to Rutland, Vermont. We went to Harrisburg one year. This year, um, we went to uh, Lincoln County, uh, West Virginia. And uh, it, was very, uh, it was a very interesting trip, a uh, very eye-opening trip in many various ways. Um, <clears throat> but first and foremost, what I would like to do is thank you, uh, our church body, Hope Community Church, for all your support, whether it was monetary through the uh, Generosity Sunday, whether it was through praying for us as a team that went. There was 11 of us that went. Uh, also individually, as you guys had the, the Pray 21 sheets. Um, we felt it. It was uh, much needed. Uh, and thank you so much for the, all the support uh, that you gave for not just this trip, but all the support that you give all year long uh, to our youth ministry here at Hope Community Church. Uh, so first and foremost, I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for that. Um, it definitely blesses me uh, to know that this church rallies around the youth uh, a lot. So thank you very much. So uh, just a couple things about Lincoln County, West Virginia. Uh, we went to a, a town in Lincoln County called Hamlin. Uh, Hamlin uh, within itself has about, about 800 residents uh, in Hamlin. Uh, in Lincoln County, uh, there's about uh, 1,100 residents. If you compare that to Montgomery County, or I'm sorry, to Willow Grove, uh, we have about 25,000 residents. Um, and then uh, countywide, Montgomery County, uh, we have about 819,000. Uh, so the larger county of Lincoln County, it's interesting, there's like, there's like the same name for like three different counties. Uh, has about 20,000 itself. So we were in a very remote part of West Virginia, um, as we could tell, because there was very limited to no cell service. Oh my goodness, <laughs> right? So uh, it did kind of feel like a step back in time uh, going to Lincoln County. There was um, very little as in chain stores there was maybe a Dollar General here or there. There was a 7-Eleven gas station um, and like an auto zone. Other than that, it was like all mom and pop stores, all different types of things. Like just to give you an example, the church that we stayed at, if you walked out the front doors and looked left, there was a big building that said Spencer's Taxidermy. Not that Spencer. A different Spencer. Although we did have a picture of him standing in front of Spencer's Taxidermy, because why not? So, uh, so it's it a very, uh, a very interesting uh, time that we had. Uh, we talked a lot about perspective uh, throughout the week, and we talked a lot about perspective as we debriefed uh, a few times throughout uh, since we've been back. How our perspectives change from when we got there to maybe the end of the week in many different ways. You're going to hear a lot about that uh, throughout the the morning with some of the students as they as they share kind of how their perspectives changed. Um, and, and whatnot through, uh, throughout God working in and through them uh, and the people that we met and such like that. Uh, Lincoln County, especially where we were in Hamlin, um, it's a very proud town, city. Um, there's not very many people that leave Lincoln County or Hamlin, West Virginia. Uh, they're born there and they pretty much 
die there as well. Um, but it creates a sense of, of pride within their community. They have not, you know, the average mean household income is about $18,000. Um, so it's about 25% poverty. But they're proud of their city, and they love their city, and they love each other. It's a, it's a place where community is huge, and we saw that all throughout uh, the time that we were there. Uh, sometimes it was uh, it brought a smile to your, fa- to your face. Uh, other times, because of certain situations, uh, sometimes it just broke your heart, uh, depending on you know, what people lived through. And, uh, but they stayed because they loved their area that much, and they wanted to see it change, and they wanted to see it get better. So there's lots of those running themes uh, throughout the morning. Um, the theme for the summer was called Onward. And uh, this theme was talking about how sometimes, I don't know, has anybody ever experienced times in life where you're like, what am I doing? Like, what am I going to do next? What's next for me? Right? Uh, I don't know what I should be doing in life. Um, so this is this theme called Onward and the fact that um, as we continue to stay faithful to God and continue to be and live in his presence, that he is the one that is working uh, within us. Uh, the theme verse was Philippians 1.6. He who started a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ. Right? So he is faithful to complete the work that he started. And we'll talk a little bit about that a little later. But... Um, so this theme of onward is staying faithful to Christ uh, as he is working in and through us to complete the story that he started in our lives. Uh, so sometimes we may say, I don't know what's next, but uh, we can continue pressing onward uh, in Christ, knowing that he has uh, us in his hands, knowing that he has uh, what's best for us. So that's just a little bit of an intro uh, to the morning. What I want to do is call Alyssa. And the girls, we, uh, we split up girls and boys. That's how we, they had us do it. You know, you can never get away from girls on this side, guys on that side, right? So uh, I am going to, yes, by the way, there will be pictures scrolling throughout. So feel free to listen and watch at the same time. Al, if you could hit just one of the lights. That one's good. Perfect. I'm going to hand the mic off to Annabelle. You, you want to be first? Awesome. Well, this was my first time going on the mission trip this year. And eh? oh. <laughs> this is my first time on the mission trip. And one of the first things we did was work at a nursing home. On the way to the nursing home, I felt like this would be very easy for me because I'm pretty good with people. But this was pretty out of my comfort zone, and I was very shy talking to the people there. And But um, one of the youth leaders that was there told me to be the bean model to while we were playing bingo. So I did that. Just gonna say, these people are very serious about their bingo. (laughs) (laughs) 
So since I was the meat bundle, I got to like walk around and like meet each people at each table. There was like this one little group at a table. They were just gossip girls. <laughs> and then there was this one person who walked in who had like a thousand bees around their neck because they won bingo so much. And there was, they won bingo. There were prizes for if you get a bingo. Very. All of them were just very friendly. And one of them was very friendly and like talked to all of us. And he loved to share so many stories. And the second time we went to the nursing home, we went to their backyard, their courtyard, and we helped weed it, weed it. And they were also very nice to like, they gave us some of their Gatorade that they made themselves there. And this was just like very nice and it was so much fun and I'd love to serve again like this and I can't wait for next year. So this is also my first um, missions trip and I was the youngest and I really thought that people were just gonna treat me like different because I was the youngest and they're all older than me, but they really different, um, they really didn't. And <laughs> it was like really fun doing it. And one of my favorite parts was the kids club. And um, most of them, some of them were like 11 years old and they were really close to my age, but it was really fun just like hanging out with them and just like doing crafts with them or playing games with them. And um, just seeing them like really happy when they don't really have that much in their life, just seeing them happy really made me happy. All right, so this was not my first missions trip. <laughs> um, I've been on quite a few others, but this one was really impactful because our group, we before we knew what groups we were gonna be in, we had met these two people and then these other two girls and we just started bonding, and when we found out who was in our group, it was those people. And we were just all talking, and we were like, maybe God wanted us to become friends at the beginning just so we could work better together as a group. And one of the highlights of my week, I didn't think our group was going to get along so well because we, like, the people in the group were so different, but I mean, every time we worked together, we worked so well together, and it was amazing, it was great. And the kids club was really great because we got a, it was like a mini VBS. We got to teach these kids the Bible. We got to play games. We got to sing songs with them. And by the end of the week, the kids, we were just like so sad we had to leave. But we just had to tell them there's another group coming. You'll have more experiences. And um, uh, I thought maybe at the beginning that we wouldn't be super impactful to these kids or these people in the nursing home, but by the end when we had all talked and learned each other's stories about the week, we just realized that even the littlest things like painting a sidewalk or, I don't know, painting some shutters or even just hanging out with kids really impacted them, so yeah.
so the week was really amazing to watch the girls um, uh, take uh, leadership roles, which was amazing. Uh, they s always volunteered for whatever work was available sometimes. They just, before being asked, they were right there ready to jump in and help out, whether it be at Kids Club or the nursing home or even around the church we were staying at with um, meals and cleanup and all of that. I, there was never a point where I was looking at one of my kids and th thinking, oh, they need something to do. <laughs> They're shirking over there, hiding in the corner. No, that never happened with anybody. And that is something that happens from year to year, I notice, with our group, is they don't hide away from work. They're always willing to be the first people to volunteer for a, a chore or a job. The other thing that I love watching is uh, the kids really step up to um, take leadership responsibilities. So for example, in uh, at the kids club, one of the things I love about youth group is they want the youth leaders to actually take a back seat and they want the kids to, to really get in there and run the, run the show. And our team always shines. Uh, Jewel is especially gifted in leadership situations, and this year uh, we had no up upperclassmen. <laughs> and uh, I don't know that that's ever happened. <laughs> but, and, and Andrew and I had talked about this before we went, we're like, okay, how's this gonna play out? What's this gonna look like? It looked exactly like it looks every year. We have students, even though they were not juniors or seniors and younger, they stepped right into the leadership roles. They had good ideas, they executed their ideas, they were friendly with students they'd never met before, they were amazing with kids, they were amazing with the residents of the nursing home. And so I want you to know, Hope Community Church is represented so well with our youth. And I'm really proud of you guys, good job. You guys can have a seat, thank you. I am going to share on behalf of uh, Kay Shannon. Um, she's not able to be with us uh, this morning, but she wanted to share this. Um, <clears throat> in the past years that I've been on mission trips, I met people and became friends with them. We would always have fun that week and it would seem like we were really good friends, but once we got back to our homes, it's like that week never existed. The people that I met this year were definitely different from the rest. The people that I became really good friends with this year were people from a group from Texas. I felt like anybody you could go to from that group always had open arms for you. You really don't know how much I really do miss all of them. It's like so bad that I want to move to Texas. Yeah, Karen, that's right. <laughs> Everyone from that group had a moment that changed my life, but four girls that made the biggest impact were Emma, Hannah, Callista, and Caitlin. These girls will always have a place in my heart. I was in a group with Emma and Hannah, and when I first met them, it was kind of like we've been friends forever. We would always talk about Stranger Things, Riverdale, oh, our hobbies that we have in common. Then I met Caitlin and Callista, and I created another great bond with them. All four girls accepted me for who I am, and that means the most important thing in friendship. My favorite memory with them is one I will never forget. It would have to be at the foot washing ceremony. Of course, I'm one of those emotional people who cry even before the event began. We were singing, and Emma noticed that I had been crying, so she held hands with me, and before you know it, all five of us were crying, singing, holding hands with each other. And then at the actual foot-washing ceremony um, began, we all began crying, and not just me, but after I got my feet washed, I went straight to the bathroom, and the next thing you know is that 
Yet again, all five of us were standing in the bathroom crying, hugging each other, and praying. Uh, as we walked out, we saw many other friends that we met, and we all cried together, prayed together, and it's a really emotional night. I don't know if you've ever been involved in a foot washing, but it was, it was an awesome night. Uh, of course, we hugged, prayed together, and cried again. I knew this week was going to be special, but I didn't know that the people were the reason why it was. So since I just had a good memory about the foot washing ceremony, I want to share how that changed my life this year, too. I had always heard the story when Jesus washed his disciples' feet, and yet again in previous mission trips, we did it too. But for some reason, this year was different. I felt a more stronger presence with Jesus in that moment. Maybe because the love of Jesus in my friends comforted my heart, or in me, or, or the prayer that me and Mrs. Alyssa uh, had, which was very emotional and happy, or that my heart is changing into wanting to follow Jesus and accept him into my heart. Whatever it may be, I know that moment changed my life. As I end this long speech, I want to thank Mr. Andrew and Mrs. Alyssa for all the love and support on this trip, for the new friendships that I gained, and hopefully I can visit Texas soon. And of course, my fellow youth group friends, I couldn't have had all the fun memories, especially the car rides, even though I slept most of the time. I can't wait to go on next year's missions trip with all of you. 17 exclamation points. Thank you. <laughs> so that's from Kay. Um, yes, clap it up for her. Absolutely. <clears throat> so uh, next, I'll call up the, the boys that I did, uh, had in my group. Um, so come up on stage. All right, act like you want to be here, guys. Come on. Hey, Noah. All right. Yes, why don't we stand in a big clump? Let's line up. Do you want to go first or do you want to go last? I'll go first. Go ahead. Spencer always loves breaking the ice. That's a lie. I hate ice. <laughs> um, this week that we went on the missions trip was different than most for me like last year I was heavily impacted this year felt like I knew everything I was about to see and you know I was right <laughs> um, but that wasn't a bad thing like I just felt happy that I could help out with this and like the theme this year was onward, and I feel like this week ultimately, because this is going to be, this was my last youth trip that I'll be taking, I felt like it was me moving onward to a new chapter in life, honestly. Now, there are a few odd highlights, of course. <laughs> a few things pop into my mind immediately when I think of this week, and that comes down to outdoor work. Apple butter, a lot of John Denver, <laughs> I chose to, I, t I told you that I felt like I was moving on to a new chapter in life, so I decided that I was going to spend this last part of the previous chapter acting as juvenile as possible. 
So I chose to do things such as opt out of swimming to fill a hand sanitizer bottle with pretzels and granola bars and diet soda to pour into Tucker's <laughs> orange juice the next morning. The best part is he realized something was wrong and drank it anyway. <laughs> then forgot about it two minutes later and took a bigger drink again. How long were you feeling that? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> there was a contest to see who could come up with the best way to present dinner for the week or breakfast. I won with a parody of the 90s Pokemon theme. Which we have. We're going to play it now. Go ahead, Walter. Original. He came up with all the lyrics. Yeah, I was proud of that one. <laughs> uh, but the actual work was certainly interesting. <laughs> um, well, the half that I was actually working. The first half, we were going and spending time around a kids club thing. I'm not good with kids. <laughs> the first day we were er, overstaffed anyway, and I literally, we walked in, we were, our presence was announced. These are the volunteers. We sat there in the corner for the next two hours. They did not need us. But the real highlight with the work was this one woman who I keep forgetting the name of for some reason. I, yeah, she wasn't a forgettable person. I can't, I don't know why I can't remember that her name is Mary. <laughs> but she's this really nice woman and we helped her out with yard work and painting and building a ramp. And other people I'm sure can tell you a lot more about her because I didn't spend all that much time talking to her but I felt like I was really helping someone out, even though in my attempt to paint shutters, I also accidentally painted some of the wall. <laughs> that was a lot of paint thinner. But <laughs> yeah, it was a great experience. I'm glad that I could end my youth career on a good note. And I honestly forgot to actually write this down, so I winged that whole thing, and I don't have a good way to end it, so I'm just going to pass it on. <laughs> I'm Tucker, if you do not know. Um, nobody heard any of that. Uh, oh, okay. I'm Tucker. This year was different 
because I got to actually lead um, the painting and Bush taking out of uh, her Mary's son's house, which was very surprised that Andrew actually let me lead something. Um, but what? <laughs> um, it was fun because we. I just got to lead it, and I f- was very surprised because I am not a person that normally leads something due to the fact that I am extremely crazy, and I am not normally trustworthy with big jobs. <laughs> so um, we at we painted her son's porch roof. Um, we took out um, a lot of bushes on the side yard, and we also painted the siding of uh, his her son's house. And um, I will never forget Mary because she was just crazy, and she would buy us pizza for no reason just because we were there and helping her out. And it was overall just enlightening to see that even though that that town maybe not her especially but overall that town is so knit and then they would have a lot less money than all of us here that they were willing to go and spend their own hard-earned money on us just because we were there and it was just very enlightening so my name is Keller and this was my second mission trip. I'm sorry, I forgot what I wanted to say. Just give me a minute. So, uh, part of what I wanted to talk about is uh, one video that they showed near the end of the week. Uh, it was about ambition and it stood out to me because I related to it a bit. It, it was about how our ambition for like other things in life can distract from God sometimes. And I related to that because I have lots of dreams about becoming an artist. And uh, I realized that that can get in the way of God sometimes if you take it a bit too far. So... That is something that I really found interesting. And another thing about the trip that I found interesting was the people I met that were really kind. I was kind of surprised by how kind they were. It wasn't something I originally expected. Specifically, a woman some other people mentioned named Miss Mary. And and I really enjoyed meeting her. her I thought her kindness was really inspiring. Also, a funny thing that happened, we were doing some yard work for her, and we were digging up some bushes that she wanted out of there, and we accidentally broke a shovel in half trying to get it out. <laughs> they were just in there that deep. I'm pretty sure we replaced it, though. Some other fun stuff happened is that, well, I'm a photographer, so I got to take a lot of pictures while we were there, which I really enjoyed. And we also got to make apple butter, I was one of the people who actually got up early to do it, and, and that was really cool. Uh, some other people that I met were really interesting, too, who some of the other people that had come on the mission trip. There was a person I met named Peter. I'm pretty sure he was one of the leaders at, uh, from our church, and 
And I really enjoyed talking to him. And I thought they were all just really nice people. It was really good to get to meet them. Give me a second. I'm pretty sure there was something else I wanted to say. I can't really remember, but it was a really fun trip, hip, and I hope I learned some good stuff from it, and that I remember it, and actually apply it, rather than just forgetting it. So, thank you. On my first missions trip, I spent so much time with God, and in the evenings, God touched my heart because I was singing Reckless Love, and when I sang that song, I felt like God was in my heart telling me that my life is reckless, and I am a sinner, and in my devotions time in the morning, God told me um, to to help people in the community, and I did. I painted shutters and sidewalks, and and um, get stumps out of the ground and cut down bushes, and um, I was tired by the end of the week and thank you thanks guys you can have a seat you want to share Noah nope. I didn't think so <laughs> <laughs> that's Miss Mary right there so uh, about Mary you know um <clears throat> what I mentioned before about this community being tight and people not really leaving, uh, the house where Mary lives and her son lives on the same property um, was two houses down from where she grew up her whole entire life. So she's literally been on the same relative plot of land up this hill for about 90 plus years of her life. Uh, and Yes, nine, around 90 years old. She, um, the thing about Miss Mary is she's, she's gone through it. Um, lost her husband a number of years ago. Um, had cancer, but while we were there, she went for some tests, and her cancer is in remission, which was such a blessing. Um, and she has been worried about that for so long, and she had clean tests, and and she was just she would just sit out there as we were building this wheelchair ramp for her as everyone was tearing up her bushes and painting everywhere and she would just she was laughing she was cutting jokes on people like she cut jokes on Tucker like a couple of times and like everybody was just howling like she just loves life and she loves God and she was just so thankful um, that we were there. Uh, helping out this this little old lady up on a hill, um, and she just couldn't 
process why we would do that, um, but was so thankful for it. And uh, the day we left, <clears throat> we wanted to stay as late as we possibly could to try to finish out the majority of the ramp. Um, and we were late getting to showers, but uh, she was sitting there, and she wanted to pray with us before we left. So there was about 15 of us got around in a circle, and, uh, and she started praying for us as a team that thanked her or thanked us for, for being a godsend to her. And then a funny thing happened. Pretty much every single kid around that circle prayed as well. And if you know youth kids, they don't really like to pray out loud. Uh, so it really touched my heart. Uh, while kids from the other group, because we split up into groups, churches split together, uh, pretty much all the boys from our group, and it was just uh, it was just really a sweet time of prayer. We we prayed for about 15 minutes, made us 20 minutes late to showers, but I didn't care, because that was just an amazing moment in that time, to just be able to to pray with her, um, just being able to serve in those moments like that, and just to see how. God works in and through you to touch others and how others as well can touch you in the same way. You know, and this is, this kind of just embodies the theme of the week onward. It's just moving forward into next stages of life at times. And as we do that, to move forward in Christ and continue to be in his presence. I mean, continually reminded of our life in the present series that we did just a few months ago uh, because we really want to be in the presence of Christ. We don't want to be too far behind. We don't want to go too far ahead. We want to live in the presence of Christ. And as we do that, Philippians 1.6 doesn't ring any truer, right? That he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ. How many people have like six things that they're in the middle of doing right now? Right, you start one thing, you stop, you start another thing, you stop, you start another thing, you stop, right? And we're like, oh, I'll get back to that, I'll get back to that, and it's a year later, and you're like, oh, I never got back to that, right? And it's just sitting there undone, right? Well, we have a God that will never forget to get back to us, right? He is working in us day in and day out to complete us. Now, we won't be fully complete until, obviously, we're in heaven with him for all eternity, for those who are believers. <clears throat> but day in and day out, he is working in us to make us more like him. All right, there were, there were four P words that, that we talked throughout the week about. It was perspectives, passions, possibilities, and pursuits. And the reason why we talked about these words in our daily devotions, because as Christ is working in us and is bringing us to completion in him, uh, we want to be able to allow him to change our perspective, right? Because perspective is a lot of times what gets in the way of us seeing and understanding what God is doing in our lives. So we want to be able to change perspective to look more on him. That's Romans 12, 2 in a nutshell right there, right? And then as he changes our perspective, we want him to fire up 
those passions in our life according to how he's made us. We're all made unique, right? We're all made for a specific reason for Christ to use with different gifts, right? If we were all one big eye, that would be really weird. Or one big ear, I say this to the youth, that would be weird. Or if we're all one big hand, that would be weird, but we're not, right? Some are hands, some are feet, right? Some are ears, some are eyes, some are noses. It all is about the unity of the body of Christ. That's what Paul talks about. So we're all made unique, and we want him to fire up those passions according to how he's made us so that we can pursue him in that. And we can look for the possibilities and the opportunities that he will place in front of us, not just seven days in West Virginia or going to Uganda or going to Transnistria or working with CEF or doing a gap year, right? But every single day of our lives, we want to look for those possibilities, those opportunities that he puts in front of us, right? Things we say here at Hope all the time, where we work, where we live, where we play, everywhere. We want to be able to see the opportunities put in front of us and pursue God and have him change our perspective so that we can continue to be made complete in him and continue to be more like him day in and day out. And then we don't have to go far to do that. We can do that in our lives. Any person we meet, it could be someone in line at the grocery store, right? It could be someone the next cubicle over from you. It could be someone in your homeroom that sits right behind you or right in front of you. It could be the kid at the lunch table that sits by himself. It could be someone that you don't know internally is just having a rough go of it, but they try to make themselves look okay on the outside that a smile could save their life. An encouraging word. We want to be able to see those opportunities and then be able to act on those. And that is moving onward. That is allowing Christ to finish and complete the work that he started within us. He won't forget about us. He won't start something and start something on somebody else and two years later go, oops, I forgot about Andrew. Let's see what he's doing now. Now he's working in this day in and day out. That's what I got from this trip, and that's what I want to leave us with, encourage us with. So allow me to pray, and we'll do our last song, and then we'll uh, get out of here. Heavenly Father, we just want to uh, we just want to come to you now, Lord, and we just want to thank you for the fact that you do just that, Lord. You work in us day in and day out, <clears throat> Lord. You you mold us, you refine us, right? I think about how gold is made, and it's this unrefined brick of gold that you put in a fire and melt it down, get it to its boiling point and then remade in a, in a cast, in a mold. That's what you do with us, Lord. And sometimes that hurts. Sometimes that's painful. But it's for our good. Because you have the perfect plan for us. You have our greater good in mind according to your will. And you are the one who is working day in and day out to complete us, to make us more like you, and we thank you for that. So we praise in your name, Lord, who is our life today. Amen. Stand with me.